Hey, how about round three? In a complete shit show of a show, it's actually a really good show because there's a lot of stuff to go over. And I just actually confirmed with the Savannah Bananas pitcher that nice. he will be joining us later on this week. Nice. When, th when things are when things are good, things are great. And and I blame Scoop for all this. Um, and uh, that's all where I'm going with it. So anyway, patreon.com slash chop sports to support the show. If you really want to support this show. No kidding. We're a, we're a profitable group over here. So be sure to check that out. Me and Chris checked it out yesterday. We were forever grateful for everybody who's come on as a Patreon member. So um, happy about that. Um, and of course, YouTube, we're just over to thousand. Are you still feeling I'm fucking struggling. I am, right yeah, I, I feel it too. But you know what? It's live television, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we roll. Uh, the YouTube is over a thousand. We got the email yesterday. Very pumped about that, about being able to monetize. So people that are watching us on YouTube right now, you're actually helping us right now. Each and every one of you who are watching this at a certain length, uh, it helps us tremendously. So thank you for that. Later on today in the um, on this YouTube channel, you get the second installment of the uh, Wrestle, Wrestle Pro Chop Sports Fight Factory, uh, including myself, Gooch, of course, Wrestling Rob and Tommy D. That'll drop later on. The podcast is actually available already. So if you're just a podcast person, uh, go check that out. And uh, yeah, a Jimmy Palumbo show will be <laughs> canceled into further notes. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. That's going up today. <laughs> That'll go up later on um, and sooner than later. So let's start talking sports because that's what we do after all. Last night, there just so happened to be an NCAA championship game in which the uh, Kansas Jayhawks uh, decided to rum up and ram out the I don't know where those words. I made up those <laughs> words. Good? No, I'm not good. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. I'm struggling right now. I did hit some I'm money hot. last night on the first half of you the did. box pool. So thank uh, you we're, we're not talking about the box. Pool. No, we are. We no, are. no, no, because there was 50 people, 50 in this box pool. Each person had two boxes. Each person had two chances to win every single game for the entire tournament. That's You're never going to believe you're never going to believe who didn't win a goddamn dollar. And that's yours truly. I didn't win anything. I got to get money from my brother and my dad. And, and just like, hey, guys, uh, I'm sorry that I convinced you to do this because you just lost money. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's the nature of a pool. No, 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 no. Because when you go into a Super Bowl pool, fine. It's four quarters. You don't hit a quarter. It sucks. You're out. All right, next year. Better luck next year. This time, there was two halves to every game. There was like no, 87 was two, two games. Two halves from the Sweet 16 on. There fine. Was... Fine. But then even Look. that, the first two rounds, I could have finals. I even yeah. have any bad, like scoop. I'll I'll take two boxes next year as well. I, I, scoop, <laughs> I will not. I will light your house on fire before I go and do another. I would I'll unbelievable. Take, I'll take I, I can't believe it. But Love anyway, that pool. Love that pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he as he has a thousand but, more dollars. But, in you your know, pocket. it did lighten the load or, or five hundred. You and Rob staying over right. my uh, Tar Heels getting beat last night in the worst fashion possible. They the, played the worst comeback or the biggest comeback, biggest comeback in, comeback in history. finals history. So tip your hat to Kansas. They played their ass off yeah. in the second half. Um, but and you know UNC what the money line was? Enough for me you know win. what the money line was at halftime? Oh, no, I don't. Plus 1,200 Kansas. Oof. Wow. To come back and win. They're like, nah, there's no shot. You know what I mean? They I came mean, all the way back. That, to me, is like your guarantee. Um, if I would have saw that in real time, I'm a UNC fan, but I don't have the allegiance the way I do in Toast. pro sports, I would have definitely jumped on that a little bit just 
because just it's because the, of the odds. Good. Toast and scoop jumped right on it. I I didn't do it. I was I was just too bitter and pissed off that I was uh, that I bet Carolina minus or no, I bet Kansas minus four. And obviously, you're looking at the scoreboard right here, seventy two sixty nine. Clearly lost. Uh, also bet the first half. Clearly that didn't make, that that was not even close. Um, so that one sucked. So I lost all my money yesterday, and um, and I watched my partner in crime over here win a thousand or uh, again five hundred because Rob was involved as well. Yeah, me and Rob. Split the, um, split the but uh, again pot. great game uh ending sequence a very weird step out of bounds ordeal where that was just like are you kidding kid like you had one job stay in bounds get fouled go to the line seal it yes they ultimately won the game anyway but jesus christ like yeah, that was close um look that the end of that game was great the backup guard i don't know who it, what his name is it, it escapes me right now for kansas but he had some big shots down the stretch and then once the unc big man went down they did what every coach should do and that's feed the big man that you got and the two, the two shots he hit, the offensive board, that stole everything. Caleb Love down the stretch. Now, I understand anybody that listened to me yesterday was talking like, bro, they wouldn't even been there if it wasn't for Caleb Love. And I understand that. But you're 4 for 16. There's four minutes to go. It's crunch time. You haven't been hitting your shots. He penetrated to the dish and threw up like seven just challenged, un very contested shots with guys wide open on the perimeter. I'm not trying to blame the kid. But at the end of the day, when you're shooting that poorly down the stretch, you got to choose another. You got to hit some guys on the perimeter, man, because Manic was wide open on the one. And look, just the way it, the way it played out, um, they got a good look at the end. You knew it was either going to be Manic or Love to get the last shot. Uh, shout out to Kansas, though they did what they had to do. They defended. Where is Remy Martin play? Kansas. Kansas. Okay, yeah. so I can't wait till he's a Nick. That's gonna be great. That's, gonna <laughs> That's be just what a lot of selling Nick. points for him. Tim's right. Right. hat. I mean, dude, are you kidding? He's a marketing <laughs> genius. I mean, whoever, like, oh, I was, uh, whoever's mom is, as if like I have a clue. But like, you know, the, those parents, like, very, very well played. You know, like Remy Martin, perfect. You know, like you're gonna make some serious cash and some serious do re me. As long as you're really good at basketball. As long as you're good at like, basketball and or sports. I mean, it could have been any sport. Could have been a good golfer. It doesn't matter. Um, also, in the college world, uh, I heard right before we went on the first time, <laughs> first three times we tried to get on today, um, Doug, Dougie Fresh, entering the transfer portal. Rob brought up a really good point. What if he goes to Seton Hall? Like, that's a perfect landing spot I wouldn't spot say for it's him. what if at this point. I feel like you that's, think that's where he's spot. gone. Yeah, why wouldn't he? He's got the coach that just went there. It's kind of fucked up for the coach. But really, at the end of the day, the kid's got to go further his basketball Who's, career. Wait, wait, which coach? Holloway. The coach of Seton Hall? He was just a coach at St. Peter's. And why is it effed up for him? Because he's taking the best player <laughs> with him. <laughs> I mean, it's business, baby. You, you got to win I, some I, games. I understand. That's why I said it's kind of fucked up. It's not like, I mean, you know, it's, it's cut At the throw. end of the day, you do what you got to do. Mm. Uh, but shout out to, to, what's his name again? Dougie. Nick. Dougie, Dougie Fresh. Nick, Doug. Doug, I sent yeah. him a DM. He didn't listen. He didn't. Yeah, did uh, he didn't get back week. to me. Yet. He's like, bro, I'm busy. He just got. Oh, he, he responded. No. Oh, so he left me on red. Oof. Didn't he just sign someone like Buffalo Wild Wings or something? He did. Yeah. He did. He did. He did. I was Mentoring. like, bro, you want a T-shirt? No, that was you that did that. Bob, I just with said Bob I to come on the podcast. Bob, Bob Mentor used to be the voice of. Uh, of Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Yeah, I oh, I, I commented. A, by the way, a, I commented on one of Bob Memory's lives last night. Now he, he's a snitch. He went live, and I was like, "He goes, yo, man, we cashed on that bet." I was like, "You should probably use that money to go bail out your boy Jorge." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Look, I don't know how true it is. We talk about it on, on the Fight Factory. Go check that out later on today. Uh, but yeah, college basketball comes and goes, man. It's over. 
It's all over. So I know you said you were waiting for that to be over and like done. Not that I have anything against college basketball. No, but I was just talking about. But how it's also it was, it's know, also the international sign for the start of baseball. It's time. It is. It is. And, time, and I think it is. But before we do all that, I want to talk about something that went down yesterday in the NFL. Uh, just a weird turn of events as far as the trade is concerned. Um, there's a lot of swapping of draft picks, and there's a little, there's a couple theories going around as to why this happened or or whatever. So in in, in like in context, I guess you could say overall, like there was multiple picks swapped, but the Saints are going to get an extra first round this year. So they got 16, 19, and like a sixth round pick or something like that. Um, so they added a first round. The Philadelphia Eagles were coming into the 2022 draft with three first-round picks. They now only have two, uh, and that is the 18 or or one of the uh, I forget. Yeah, they get they 18 get, and they 20. Get the, they get the no, Saints pick. Know, they get the Saints pick in this year, so they trade two this year, 16 and 19. They receive the 18. They receive next year's first-round first round pick. pick. They receive next year's second-round pick. There's a lot. Re- there's a lot to digest with this, and I'm not no, sure. No, a, a 2024 second-round pick right. and a 2022 third. So they got a lot of draft It was a capital. haul. It was a little bit of a um, haul. I feel like this is a good trade for both teams. I'm curious to know why the Saints want to trade back into the first round. Call on me. Well, oh. financial reasons why <laughs> yeah, I'm it. curious to know why the Saints want to do that because I'm hearing that they're in on the Tyron Matthew sweepstakes now. Now so, he's visiting today. So having the Saints in on Tyron Matthew and now adding two first-round picks to their possible payroll, I'm not sure how they're going to finesse all oh, that. Don't worry. They, the, the salary cap's a myth and nobody Fair. cares. It's just not really a myth when it comes to signing rookies because there's really not much Well, in the salary cap, you actually have it. If you go on any of these over the cap or any of these websites, you actually have it says like there's money allocated because everybody knows what those picks make now. Yeah. Because it's like allocated, like that's already accounted for. So I guess with the Saints things, um, their GM has been playing salary cap gymnastics for the last four seasons. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that what he's doing is right and he knows what he's doing here when it comes to all the financials and things like that. If they're able to land Tyron Matthew and get two first round picks going into next season, I think that'll put them in a nice position. They got Jameis back. So the Saints, I think they're a fringe playoff team as it stands right now. We need to see who the new coach is going or how the new coach is going to play out. But as of right now, I feel like the Saints are are avoiding a rebuild, a total I think, rebuild. I th- this is my crazy, you know, put a tinfoil hat on theory. Okay, they just traded away a couple of their picks, right? And you're like, oh well, that's going to screw them for next year, right? I think the Saints are well aware that Sean Payton is going to be available next year and won't be doing any Fox or any pregame shows or anything like that. So I'm going to assume that the Saints know they're going to get a one and or a two or equip a couple picks in next year's draft by trading Sean Payton's rights, and that's how now, they recoup what I, they just traded I, away. That's definitely a nice a nice prediction right there. I think that that's a lot of um, speculation. There needs to be a team involved. They need to have Sean Payton wanting to come back to coaching. So I'm not sure that mm. the Saints know that for sure, but there is definitely smoke there, and usually when there's smoke, there's fire. So I, that's a good point. Now, looking at the flip side of it for the Eagles, there's a ton of reasons why I think this makes sense for the Eagles um, because I do think that it's a bad thing, and Rob pointed this out to me this morning, to have all three of your first-round draft picks in one season because they're all going to be due for an extension. At the or, same time, yeah. Or, or like the team option at the same time. So Yeah, they're going to give away three fifth-year fifth options Exactly. So uh, financial reasons down the line, if all three of these picks pan out and they want to retain all their players, it makes it a lot harder to do so because they're three first-round talents and then that second contract becomes a lot. 
they spread that out. They move the pick back a second year, and then they get valuable picks in the second and third round. I think anything after the fourth round, you lose a tremendous amount of value. Um, but anything prior to the fourth round, I think that's a potential Pro Bowl player, depending on what position you're picking at. Now, um, it also allows them to have some more flexibility with the Jalen Hurts situation because Jalen Hurts, now they don't essentially having two draft picks and two draft picks it, it gives them a buffer to be able to go after a quarterback in, which apparently in the, the, class the, 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 the class is better next so year it gives, and the them, year after it gives them this season to kind of assess Jalen Hurts before they have to worry about picking up the option if they decide to not now they have that draft pick I mean, to use on a quarterback I mean obviously I don't care for Jalen Hurts because he's an eagle but like this this kid's psyche has been through the ringer every time there was a trade rumor with it whether it be watson or russ or anybody they were all linked to the eagles and like you're sitting here like oh but it you know hurts is our guy you know he's our star like but every single time a quarterback became available even even matt you know, ryan you like know what was, i'm gonna say right like i have no i i understand your point but when it's a psyche thing and you're a guy that's in middling in the in the around 20th 15th 20th best quarterback you have to understand that this is a business and they have to get that. Right now, Jalen Hurts hasn't proven anything in the league. If you have a chance to improve your team, he could look at it like, oh, I'm, they don't want me anymore. But if you're a competitor, you might you might be like, you know what? I'm going to show them why they should want me. And they go out there and prove your worth. I think that's more where if my quarterback can't take the potential chance of him being replaced because he's not playing well, mm. and, and the first thought he has is, oh, man, this isn't fair, then that's Baker. To me that's the guy that i don't want as my starting quarterback and i think that'll be a telling sign if jalen hurts just you know what and does what tua did did what pretty much jalen hurts did all last year and just say you know what i don't care what everybody says i'm gonna go out there and prove it right now i'm the quarterback so it's not like they're look not at giving, me i am the quarterback it's not now. like they're not giving him this season <laughs> yeah you know? like they're he's getting this season that's but their gm did say at the end of the, the statement where he's like we're committed to jalen hurts he did say but you just don't know what the future holds. Yeah. So obviously, as a GM, you leave the door open. But my thing is, like, after a while, and you could say as a competitor, you're going to go out there and you're going to. There's no way they're going to take my job. I'm going out there doing this every day, every day, every day. But your teammates, you get people that are like, well, well, maybe we could do something with Sean well, Watson. Well, maybe also, we could do that for him. That's a big thing, thing, bro. It's I kind agree. of people playing against you. And I think how hard I think that also. The point you're making is a good one, but I think that lends to the fact that if you talk to his teammates, his teammates are on board. Like there's not his teammates know that he's going out there and competing. I don't think it's a teammate thing. I think eventually with poor play, it be, it can become one for sure. But as of right now, you listen to the Eagles players talk last year. Like they're all in on Jalen Hurts. There was no there was nobody that was like, oh, yeah, Jalen's I mean, not the guy. Right now they have other issues with their roster. Give Jalen Hurts a little bit of time. I think that he's going to no. be middle of the road. <laughs> I don't at there, best. No but time starting quarterback Zero. in the league. Is there anybody in this draft right now that you could see maybe the Saints taking the 16th and the 19th pick and going up, and maybe the Jets or the Giants who have two early picks? We're like, hey, look, we'll trade you like for the 16th and the 19th for the. So fourth, you're saying that they're maybe not, you're they're not in on Jameis Winston anymore? Well, like they no, don't. he is. There's no quarterbacks in the draft this year. There's like three. So, apparently. so that's what I'm saying. Like I don't it. think the Saints are going to trade up for. A QB right now. I think Jameis is their. You guy. want to talk about salary cap? Like shit, they can't afford another quarterback. Well, they can't afford it if they. The higher they, you go in the draft, they the, could the afford more money. You got to. They spend. could afford a quarterback if they take two of the draft picks that they have and turn it into one, because yeah. then they're only. Paying it it one helps. Guy. I don't know if they can afford it, but it helps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see on on how each team is going to approach things w with this trade going forward. It sets them both up fairly well. Uh, I think the Saints feel still feel like they could compete in the league, and they're trying to win now. And it's evident with this trade to move up. Trade some of your draft capital at a later date, and you know, get Jameis some weapons, maybe. But 
the Eagles, I think they're firmly understanding that they're not quite there yet. Um, they could go out there and see what they got out of their quarterback and reassess things after this offseason, but not completely handcuff themselves with um, potential a potential salary pitfall that they'll fall under or fall into down the line with all these rookies in four years. Now, do you think that uh, this is just I'm asking you because you have no dog in this race? Are the Philadelphia Eagles a threat to the Dallas Cowboys this year in this division this year? Because you're looking at the Giants, and there's like a, a little bit of a rebuild there, you would assume. And then you look at the Washington Commanders, who, by the way, another allegation came popping up while they're pocketing money. And I said that years ago. But um, you know what I mean? Like I think, I think if I'm being completely unbiased in a vacuum, if I had to pick the team that has the chance to threaten, it would be Philly. Because you just don't know. There's a lot of things. Like, they do certain things well. There may be a couple pieces away. It all hinges on the quarterback play. If Jalen Hurts can make that leap forward this year then yeah i would say that there's a threat there i didn't i wouldn't say that there's really much of one as of now you need some, some things to happen in dallas some some injuries but you know it's a long season yeah so we'll see um as far as the comments are coming in i i do apologize for not bringing uh, most of those up but we're just a little bit of disarray today and i really can't see too far um with the the comments that are up in front of my face but i Thank you guys for joining us today. No, they're it's, talking about the Masters anyway. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Well, Tiger's back, I think. Well, he, uh, actually, Tiger, breaking news is what they're talking about. Oh. It's, uh, so Tiger said... Damn, I had him plus 5,000 and cashed he, out. He'll make final That's decision after playing after playing nine holes tomorrow. Right now, I feel like I'm going to play, is what he said. All right. All right. I'm going to put that bet back in. Just because. like, It just seems like it's poetic for him to come back and win the Masters. Now you're going to make Gold the cut. Gold jacket, green jacket, <laughs> who gives a shit? Exactly. I'm going to bet him to not make the cut. That's a good bet too. I'm sure. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's a high, a high. Uh, what you gonna call? No, uh, a high payout. It's probably like even money. He hasn't played golf in a while, and he's going to a very difficult course. I mean, we'll even money sounds like a good deal to me. It is Tiger. I'm sure he will win. Tiger. Okay. Anyway, so uh, before we get on to the meat and potatoes and all the stuff that we want to get into, I do want to say once again that this show is being brought to you in part by fusco insurance agency michael fusco of the fusco insurance agency has partnered up that's uh, steve aspara no big deal he's the it covers the whole thing it's gone no oh, all right it's gone so that's fine um anyway so michael fusco um his agency offers personal and commercial lines life insurance health insurance they even help with uh retirement employee benefit administration and of course if you need a benefits guy if you're a small business like us and we want to start giving us benefits like you know uh you know personal injury or anything like that which could have happened right before the show <laughs> could have been some personal injury going on around here uh probably me being stretched out of here uh but anyway so Go check out Fusco Insurance Agency. It is also tax season. I know the deadline is not too long from here. Um, we paid our tax guy yesterday. We might have gotten a better rate if we went to Fusco Insurance Agency. We'll probably go with him next year. And, of course, if you have bad credit, he can also fix that with his fiscally uh, fit credit repair. They offer plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that he will not lose you a dime, and you can actually uh, make some money with him. If you're looking for the blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. I know he was joining us earlier today on the show, saw us probably go uh, awry, and then had to get back to uh, grinding away at the agency. But if you want to check out everything that he has to offer, be sure to do that, FuscoInsuranceAgency.com, or send him a message because, you know, he's right there on YouTube. 
me and Gooch were talking the other day about we had to talk to him about some patent stuff, right? Yeah, the yeah. patent lawyer. Oh, word. Yeah, we I need, have like yeah. thirty-one million dollar ideas. That's right. <laughs> this is right. This is why. This is what's going to really set us up. Like here we are doing a show every day. That's what's going to get us rich. But then you're just going to come up with like baseball bingo, and then just <laughs> boom, through the roof, and it's going to be it. Anyway, Gooch got something from Manscaped, guys. Yes, yes. Spring has sprung, boys. So we all know what that means. It is officially swamp ass season, and the carpets need some cleaning. The drapes need some dusting, and your lawn needs some mowing. And when I say lawn, I mean your disgusting back hair, ladies and gentlemen. Spring has sprung. The global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your ass crack. Actually, aisle five is your ass crack. Uh. So time to clear out your winter bush and join... Four million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. Free shipping with the code CHOPSPORTS. All right, so Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling like fresh tulips. Dave, we got to change that. Um, nobody wants their asshole smelling like tulips. I'm just going by what um, they It includes tell me. the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with the LED light we all know and love. It's got the weed whacker. Ear and nose hair trimmer. It includes the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. And now introducing the Plow 2.0 Razor for your face. Sounds very, very sexual. Because if you're <laughs> using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, well, that's obviously not a good thing. Now, boys, we obviously have all woken up on the wrong side of a rough night, right? Seems like it happened today. You wake up on the wrong <laughs> side of a rough night, and you have a disgusting, hairy, taint jungle. <laughs> the best way to approach this situation is... The lawnmower 4.0, 400K LED light. You could even ask your girlfriend to give you a hand. It nice. helps. It helps. Oh All right, my. so check out manscaped.com. Promo code CHOPSPORTS. Free shipping, 20% off. Do the goddamn thing. There you go. So that's, uh, of course, Manscaped. And also, we do want to tell you about Steve Aspara, who is our uh, web developer. He's the one who came up with ChopSportsMedia.com or didn't come up with it. He actually designed it. It's now a fully functional uh, website. He does great work. He's working on AshmereFit.com. He's working with a bunch of locals. So go check out SteveAspara.com for your web services. So if you're trying to make, you know, PissedOffPain.com or something like that, go check out Steve Aspara and and um, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll hook it up. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Chop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business. And today, we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. 
Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique and join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. <laughs> Holy shit, man. It was man. in a sling on the wall. <laughs> Bro, first of all, the Henry Rowan Gardner? Anybody else oh, get that reference? The fucking- also, does he not look exactly like Jacob deGrom? He does. <laughs> In that, like, what the fuck? I was like, why is deGrom doing a video for Oh, it? pain. Way better than your first one. That bro. was hilarious. Holy shit. That was, uh, that was great. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash the entire thing. Oh, of thing. course. Go ahead. Um, now, I'm off. not a Mets fan, obviously. I'm, I'm enjoying this to some degree just because I see people like Payne reeling. Now, Mets fans have every <laughs> reason to off be upset, ledge. but I don't think you could really be upset with the organization at this point because the Mets went out and did everything that they were supposed to do. I think what they did with the Scherzer thing was get out in front of what they knew was a probable thing to take place, and that was what I said when they signed him, that Jacob deGrom just ain't right, and they knew it. So going into the season with the, with the two-headed monster is what all Mets fans expected, but me... Me being the guy that I am, the the skeptic, I was thinking like, well, they're just covering their tracks here because DeGrom is about to be out for a while. And now, obviously, it's a different injury than it was last year, and I'm not sitting here and acting like I knew anything, but, you know, here we are a couple months later, and here we go. DeGrom's on the DL for at least one month. He makes he makes one point saying, like, you know, they were over-pitched in the spring. Do you agree with that? No. You're crazy. They we didn't even about pitch. This all the time. They didn't even pitch in the spring. Like, they didn't even have spring. So, <laughs> like, they've been there for two weeks. This is what happens when you don't have spring training the right way. You could say that it wasn't done right, it was too accelerated, but when you have a season that's starting in two weeks and you haven't thrown yet and you're the opening day starter, how else are you going to get to throw 70 pitches? You got to go guess. do it. Yeah, you, you can't just go there. out there and be like, oh, I'm Max Scherzer. Give me, give me 27 pitches and then take me out. Like, you got to stretch these guys along. Um, it's just an injury. You know, and Scherzer is his hamstring. So it's not like it's an arm. I think Scherzer is going to be fine. It might actually be a blessing in disguise, like I said yesterday with the Scherzer thing, because he, he suffered from dead arm last year. So if he misses a month of the season right now, it's not going to be make or break for the Mets. He's going to miss five starts. By the end of the season, he'll be in a good spot. The uh. Mets will be in a good spot. If they could get DeGrom and, and Scherzer healthy for the stretch run, that's really what it's about. There's 31 teams in baseball, and 34 of them make the playoffs now. So I think the Mets could be all right. We'll see. I think they were built. Uh, they built for tough. You know what I mean? Like I think they were built to to over withstand some of this stuff. I think it's hilarious. Um, uh, so I think. So there we go. Max Scherzer's pitching on Friday. Well, yeah. Well, that's so, is that so, the opening day for the Mets? No, Friday? I, I, I'm not sure exactly which. I think day it is. But actually. point being is, Scherzer's fine. Right, so pump the brakes. The Degrom thing, maybe right. he is a head case. Uh, he's, he's your twin brother, Payne. So just call him <laughs> it's up. Family, man. It. Come on Settle now. Um, anyway, so we want to get into our 2022 baseball predictions uh, heading into this year. Obviously, we did some uh, talk with the Toast last year, last year, last week, and uh, we we got some, you know, a little uh, prop bets here and there. But we'll talk about those in a little bit as well. But I want to get the season-long predictions out of Gooch. And, of course, I wrote mine down. Um, hopefully, you did the same thing. I didn't. Okay. Well, you at least know who you're predicting yeah, to good. do I'm things? Good. Okay, I'm good. good. I'm good. So, let's start off with, I believe, the Cy Young, right? So, Cy Young Award uh, for the predictions for this year, AL and NL. Gooch, what say you 
As well, far as, let's start with the NL. We were just talking about one set individual. Do you have any guesses as to who you think is going to win Cy Young in the NL? I think Walker Bueller is the is the guy this year in the NL. Just the Dodgers lineup, so he's going to accumulate a ton of wins. Uh, and if you look at the trajectory that he's been on, he's been an ace now. He's officially the staff ace for the Dodgers for the first time in his career. And, yeah, man, Walker Bueller is a stud. You just look at him pitch. He's got five out pitches. They're all all plus stuff. It's hard for me to say anything bad about the guy. He pitches in the best situation possible in the NL, right? And he's got the why is it the best the situation? Best because the Dodgers are going to win 110 oh, God, games. Okay, just because of the team he's on. Not yeah, he's like, on a great. I team. thought you meant like the, uh, the the designated hitter and and pitchers are batting or whatever. But now it's a little different. Yeah, I'm interested to see how these guys transfer. That one extra batter means what? An extra three or four batters faced. Well, I mean, depending. If they go a full game, I mean. They're just not having to face the pitcher. I think that at the end of the day, things will be fine. I don't think if you're a great pitcher, it doesn't matter. You're going to put up your numbers. Now, it does. There might be a little bit less of a strikeout total at the end of the season, maybe like 20 less Ks for a guy that pitches in the A uh, with the DH now. But I don't think that's going to matter. And look, that's universal across the board. All NL pitchers are going to be facing the DH now, so it has zero bearing on um, one guy and not the other. Uh, There is a couple other guys like Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. There's a couple guys that. For whatever reason, like me, I've been removed a little bit from the fantasy baseball world, and then you just I just can't trust certain people because the last time I had a, a, a personal experience with them, they weren't good. Mm. So now two years later, you look in, you're like, oh, this guy's in the top top 10 pitchers? Like, I don't buy it. And then you look at the stuff, and it, it all adds up. So uh, Corbin Burns is another one. I think Milwaukee has a chance. We'll, we'll talk about the teams in a second. But can, Corbin can Burns. I, can I make my prediction? Go ahead, go ahead. Ready for the uh, National League Cy Young Award winner. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Scherzer. I think he, I think he not only pitches, but he pitches his ass off and, and actually propels this Mets team to a, a successful season. What success is defined as a, as a Mets fan? I don't know. Are you guys World Series or bust type mentality? I don't know if that's that's realistic expectations, but Scherzer's going to pitch his ass off. I think he's going to have a really good year, and it starts on Friday. So that's that's my guess. Fair point. AL? Um, AL, going with Garrett Cole, baby. Oh, One God. year removed from the spider tack. I think some of the pressure might be off of him a little bit. He uh, is the odds on, according to DraftKings, I was looking. He's, he, is, he is the favorite to win the AL Cy Young right and now. And I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm not going to be biased throughout this entire show when it comes to the Yankees, but Garrett Cole... Um, I just think he's in a good spot right now. He dealt with the spider tech stuff last year. I think a lot of it last year was more of a head thing than an actual mechanics thing. We'll see. I'm predicting this because I'm being biased. And really, if you look at the American League, I don't know. Like, there's, there's not one. like there's guys that are clear cut. You could look at the Toronto staff. You could look at a few other teams. But I'm going to go uh, away from the Yankees. I think that this well, will be my only Yankee. By the from way. what we saw, from what we saw in the spring, um, Garrett Cole. You know, it's it's all of a sudden it's a project, and that sucks because I thought for sure he was an ace, and it's going to turn out. He's going to have nine Ks. Listen, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm excited about it, but I think he's going to lose a little something. Um, give me a plus 700. Give me a Shane Bieber. I'm with that. I'm with that payout too. Like that's a that's a nice little chunk of change if you if you drop a C note on it. You know what I mean? Like Shane Bieber's with the I'm sorry, the Cleveland Guardians. By the way, God, yeah, God. the American League. I feel like is a little more up in the air. I think in the NL, there's like three guys. I think you could flip a coin, and one of those three guys are going to win it. The okay. AL, I'm I'm only saying Cole is because I'm not going to pick a Yankee or even the Yankees going forward in any of these predictions because I'm not really that high on them. But for some reason, I just think Garrett Cole. We need him so bad right now. He's our so every five coach. days is going to be a so goddamn gym. So AL Cy Young. All Does right. Chris Sale have a shot? 
Well, no, Chris he's Sale's out for out he's now. out for six but sixty days. Out, uh, he's looking at uh, yeah. They just announced they just announced yesterday, just like breaking news last night. Done for. And of course, guess who drafted him? But I knew I knew he was out already. I'll trade you Trevor Bauer for Chris Sale right now. You would do it. I would do it. <laughs> he was thinking about. He was trying to see if you were serious. I, I, I was going to say, is that you guys heard it here? That's official um, trade done. Trevor, Trevor Bauer is like physically healthy, but he's mentally way unhealthy. Not healthy. He's not stable. <laughs> so, let's move on to the MVP uh, of the 2022 baseball season. Obviously, the reigning MVP Shohei Otani uh, from the AL. Who's the reigning uh, NL MVP? Soto? No. Uh, who won an NL MVP last year? I forget. Why am I fucking? I'm blanking on that one too. But anyway, right let's get your predictions. Um, NL MVP. Who's it going to be? Gooch. Juan Soto. Is it because you drafted him? I drafted him because he's going to be the MVP. <laughs> Look, the guy's 22 years old, 20, 21 years old. He's getting all. He turned down that major, huge contract, so he's still playing for his his dollar value. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the best player in baseball. I think he's the best hitter in baseball right now. Okay. Overall. I'm going to go with a man with a new location, new start, powerhouse team. Oh, could be hidden. Bryce Harper. How the fuck do we Oh, wow. That? That's my boy, too. What the hell's wrong, man? I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so new team, new environment, same amazing player. Freddie Freeman wins NL MVP this year for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that Dodgers team is just loaded. It's like looks like an all-star team at this point. Uh, literally, top to bottom, murderer's row, every single... So you can't pitch around, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the next guy's up. And the next guy... Remember once upon a time, the Yankees were like that? Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't, pit, you couldn't pitch around them? Like, there's another guy that can make yeah. you pay. Uh, I think that Freeman's going to benefit from this overstacked lineup, and he's just going to play yeah, the, better baseball Dodgers, this year than the, he ever did. The Dodgers are going to be a really tough team. Yeah, this man. Year, Dodgers. I'm going to go in the AL. Go ahead. I'm going to go with my boy Vlad's baby. I think Vlad should have won the MVP last year. Look at the Blue Jays lineup. That lineup is loaded with young talent. They could all run except him, but he doesn't need to because he hits fucking bombs. So I'm going to go with Vlad's. Like I said, I think last year he should have been the MVP, but if it wasn't for like this crazy season that we'll never see ever again out of Shohei, um, it was like a clear cut to me that Vlad's was the best hitter in the American League. Shohei, if it wasn't for him being like the 40th best pitcher and the 15th best <laughs> You hitter, hate Shohei Otani. I don't hate Shohei Otani. Not even, a, like not a, even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I just don't like picking him in fantasy baseball. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Vlad's is the guy. I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to go very bold. Not too bold because he's a very, very, very talented baseball player, but he's super, super young. Give me Wander Franco to win MVP of the American League. I think this kid, he'll be, officially, if he does it, he'll be the youngest to ever do it. Um, and, and again, the AL is loaded with hitters and talented players, but give me Franco, man. Give me this kid. I, I truly believe in this kid. Unfortunately, he's not a Yankee, and I would love for him to be a Yankee, but this kid is is the truth, and I think he gives everybody a run for their money, I honestly. I think if there's like a dark horse that I would have to, to go with, it would be Luis Robert. Everybody overlooking this guy in our fantasy draft. He went in the seventh round, but this guy, man, he could he might finish the best hitter in baseball when it's all said and done in fantasy circles. Uh, but he's like a plus twenty two hundred right now to win AL MVP, and it's clear cut consensus across the baseball world that this guy has it. Whatever it is, he's got it. Um, he had an injury situation last year, but he batted three thirty eight through whatever games he played. The power is there, the speed's there. He got he got a good glove. So there's a, a chance at him. And another weird little dark horse that we'll talk about, if Byron Buxton can stay healthy, I think he's going to put up massive numbers as well. Nice. These are these are under the radar, guys. I'm not saying that he has he's going to do it, but very good chance. 
All right. Those are the MVP predictions. Now it's time to hit the nitty gritty here. It's like, who's, who's going to leave October, November, whenever the hell this thing gets over, um, with the World Series uh, picks for this year. Now, look, we're both Yankee fans. That, that goes without saying. We all agree that like we think the Yankees are, are okay. But as far as a World Series pick goes, I'll start. Um, just because I, I just I, I'm very very convinced on the NL. Uh, while I think the Braves are going to make a nice little run, they they replaced Freeman with a Matt Olson. They're still good, right? But that Dodgers team is just so primed and just got mur- it's murderers row. Their pitching staff is great. You know, between Freeman, Betts, Bellinger, like they they just they're stacked. They're absolutely stacked. I don't think it's close. I think they run away with it when the playoffs start. The Dodgers are the team to beat in the NL. Um, and I think they're going to win the World Series. And they're going to beat the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'll go through mine. I'll take a little bit longer to go through Okay, mine. well, anyway, the Blue yeah. Jays, Vlad, Bo Bichette, Springer. Yeah. That team, pitching great. Staff is pitching staff is good. Five at this point. And unfortunately, uh, just to go a little further, like before you go further, I do want to say right now, I'm going to go on record to say that the Yankees and the Mets, identical records, 93 wins identical records i'm talking mirrored seasons and even more they'll be the sixth seed both of them yankees will be the second wild card so will the mets okay there's my little boy blue jays playing in toronto or is it split again no it's toronto so everybody that gets to go visit and not vaccinated can't play can't play right so they're just gonna beat up on everybody i I don't know how the league is right now with vaccination status but i do know that like when when the yankees go there we're gonna find out we're gonna find out who's vaccinated or not it is what it is it's a baseball game we'll sort all that out yeah but I'm going to go, go through, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into it. First, I'll go into the NL a little bit. NL East, I still think it's the Braves to take it. Uh, Phillies have a nice little uh, young lineup, a couple guys that could potentially take over for some older guys, but it's still going to be about the pitching in, in Philly. They have some pitching, but Aaron Nola's up and down for the last five seasons. So oh, you, can get, you can get a really good stud pitcher in one start, and then the next start he gets shelled for five. I guess that's baseball, but when you're looking at Susan. him as a staff ace, you need to do a little bit better than that. Uh, so it's the Braves. Even though they lost Freddie Freeman, they did a perfect job replacing him with Matt Olson. They have Acuna coming back at some point, Austin Riley coming into his own, and the Braves pitching, naming a time in my Freed. life where it's ever been bad. My God. They're always good. So the Braves are going to have pitching. Um, so I like the Braves coming out of the East, obviously. Uh the Central, to me, is the most interesting division, as it always is, because you have teams like the Cubs. They have a, a healthy fan base that, for whatever reason, would rather their team lose than win, it seems to me. What? But <laughs> it's just weird. I feel like they they fell in love with the fact that they're the lovable losers. And... They get they got their one, but they're not. So they lose every game and they still party I do anyway. Think they like, have this an is great lineup, but there's a lot of turnover with the Cubs the last uh, season and a half. I do like that the. Um, the Japanese outfielder that they got, I, his name is escaping me for whatever reason. I could never figure out why. I can't mm. remember the Japanese guy. I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, I looked him up before. Yeah. No, it's not. That is <laughs> Nintendo. Shit. <laughs> um, oh, that's rough. So, so I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Brewers out of the Central <laughs> because I think that the Brewers are the, uh, are the cream of the crop in that division. The Cardinals you always oh, have to look shit. out for. And the Reds, I think the Reds pitching is just not good enough. Well, they Sonny Gray still over there? No, he left. Right? I'm not sure where Sonny Gray is. He, I think Sonny. he's on the Reds. Yeah, still there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. don't quote me. Ah. But yeah, the, the these guys NL don't West know what they're talking where, about. Doesn't it feel the, like last year all of a sudden? The, the NL technical West. difficulties, uh, not knowing baseball. The, the NL West, <laughs> Minnesota the big, Twins. Yeah, the oh, 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 so Sonny. the Twins have a the same deal as every year. They're gonna hit the shit out of the ball, but they're not gonna be able to fucking get guys out. So mm. okay. the Twins, they might 
threaten at a certain point that like the Twins might make their run, but I just don't believe in their pitching staff for them to actually win enough games. Moving over to the West. So wait, the Twins are in the American League, by the way. Why'd you just say that? Because Sonny Gray. Oh, all right. I was talking <laughs> about the Twins. Like in the, I was looking. No, no, he was NL he was updating right, where so, Sonny Gray is. So the NL West, obviously, the Dodgers. The Dodgers might win 120 games this year. <laughs> oh, Jesus <right>? Christ! <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek to a degree, but. Really, they, might, they, they won 110 they last might. year, and I right. feel like they're a little bit better than they were on paper. So if everybody stays healthy, you know, they just have a, a plethora of talent at all positions. Like if a guy gets hurt, they could bring in like a top prospect right away. I'm not sure how they've done it. They've managed to do it. They got all the money in the world, and somehow they didn't deplete their farm system over the last five years with all these trades they made. So the Dodgers are there. Crazy. You always are going to have San Diego nipping at their heels, and – Obviously, I think the best team over the last 15 years in baseball is the Giants. Most overlooked dynasty in history. And the Giants are there every year, too. So yeah. they were a playoff team. Shout out Anthony Bones. Interesting Big to Giants see if the fan. Giants are able to put it all together again with the outmanned roster. On paper, the Giants don't match up with these other teams, but they win games. NL playoffs. Dodgers, Brewers. Uh, Dodgers, Brewers. Braves. Braves. Padres. Cardinals. Mets. There you go, Mets fans. I'll give you a playoff. And six spot. Six spot. And the Dodgers and the Dodgers beat out the Brewers in the NLCS in Game Seven to go to the World Series. And American oh, give me League. baseball. Just so, here in Game Seven, World Series. So, I'm like, come so on, let's American go. League. I feel like the Yankees. Uh, it pains me to say this. Starting with the AL East, the Yankees might finish fourth, dude. Like, <sighs> I'm not going to sit here and predict the Red Sox to finish higher than the Yankees. So I'm not going to go ahead and. Well, Tampa Bay. Say. I mean, Tampa Bay. I don't buy them right now, but I haven't bought Tampa Bay preseason in 20 years, and for whatever reason, every year they're there at the end. So forget about Tampa Bay on paper. They got a bunch of guys that you've never heard Toronto. of. Toronto that are like, going to be good. Case in point. Uh, the new Lau, uh, his first name is escaping me, but he won the AAA MVP last year, and they just made him the opening day roster as they trade Austin Meadows out to Chicago. So they do things a certain way, and for whatever reason, it always seems to work. So the Rays, you got to expect them to be. And in there's the Baltimore end. with their twenty five thousand dollars payroll. Win a game all year, but Toronto. <laughs> oh, on one hundred sixty two. By the way, Toronto. On the other hand, they got a lot to to be playing for right now. Their lineup, like I said, they could all run except Vlad's, and Vlad's hits bombs. They got deep pitching. I'm not sure they have like a legitimate bona fide staff ace, but they have about they have about five guys that are Toronto? just on the cusp. They Jose lost Robbie Berrios. Ray and Steven Matz, but they did bring on Berrios. They got Kevin Gaussman. They got Manolka or whatever. Kikuchi. The the Blue Jays pitching staff is very deep. Berrios, Manolka. Yeah, they just got the guy from the the A's. Yeah. So the NL, I mean the AL Central. That Chicago. one's Chicago. Yeah, that's a toss up to me, but the White Sox have the best team on Oh, paper. but the big bet, according to Scoop and Toast and Kyle, they're all on Detroit. Well, let me let me talk about Detroit too. So the White Sox, very similar situation to the Twins, or pretty much all teams in this division. I think that the the biggest Achilles heel to all these teams is they're not going to be able to pitch. But uh, they do have some young talent, and they did lose Rodone, so they're losing their ace. But the White Sox lineup, I think, is the best in the in that division by far. Uh, I'm not going to predict Detroit to do much other than cover every single fucking game because Detroit <laughs> covers a lot. Spreads, and baby, all day. You follow Casey Mize and just bet his starts because Casey Mize definitely has definitely. that stuff. Um, AL West, this is an interesting division because you got teams like the Astros who had a lot of turnover, um, and then you got the Angels that Mike Trout has been overlooked for the first time in his career right this now. This is the year, I think. Going like third round in fantasy drafts, and I think their pitching is, again, their biggest – Achilles heel with Shohei, I think. I like to use the word bugaboo. 
<laughs> their uh, biggest Big, Achilles biggest heel. Biggest bugaboo. I mean, you said Achilles heel a couple times. I figured bugaboo. change it up. Um, biggest what? bugaboo. Is I, I don't think I'll ever there. use the word bugaboo <laughs> in my entire life, so don't ever suggest that to me again. <laughs> but AL West. Who did I have predicted in the AOS now that you fucked up my whole entire... Uh, uh, that's a bugaboo. Now I'm in a bugaboo. <laughs> God damn it. That's like not the A's, right? It's not the A's. It's not the... It's the Rangers. The Rangers are... Yes. The Rangers are going to win the AOS this year. They're not going 500. All right. That's, that's it. That was a very bold take. I mean, that's... No, Seattle. Shit. See, <laughs> why don't you just I feel like scoop right now? I'm in a fucking bugaboo because you're, I'm sitting here and you're like, you know, you said it. I'm going to start doing that. I'd be like, Dave, you know, you said this three times. Today. You know, you said right? with that being in the said middle a of your times. point. I'd be like, Dave, real quick, bro. <laughs> no more fucking uh, bugaboos. No more bugaboos, bro. So yeah, no, I do want to talk about Seattle though because Julio Rodriguez just made the opening day roster. He's 21 years old. Another one like name drop. Well, I, I have him on my team. Oh, wood scoop. <laughs> oh, the toast name drop. Oh, oh the, that low. was the loud. Low, loud, loud, yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, bro. He's in my fucking <laughs> way. right asshole. now, and I've got to move him up to my top priority because Dave has an open spot. Fuck you, toast. I actually just signed Johnny Cueto because that mother effer is getting right back. Speaking of minor league deals, welcome back, Greg Bird. I will say that. Why? I, I will say that. that next time Sorry. I will have notes. I did have. I did write notes. I left them in the other room when I walked out before. So that was all done off the top. All of my predictions, you all of one my, of those brains, you know, man. But it's elephant's brain. It's a bugaboo because I couldn't fucking figure out what I was going to say. <laughs> did for the Trevor ALS. Bauer play all? He didn't play all of last season. How many games did he play last season? He did play two season, two games. He played. I, oh, I and then, played then the whole thing they dropped the hammer on him, and he was so. Out. Matt, so do you think he gets to play this year? Well, I got a 14th round pick. Says he does. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, no he doesn't. He traded them to me. Yeah, actually, he did for on Chris the show. Sales, so everybody heard on that on on the show. So anyway, who do you got coming out of the AL? The Red Sox, he said. Oh, yeah, the Red Sox are winning the World Series. Thank no, you. I'm I hate joking. your guts, <laughs> bro. Never, fuck, I can't believe I actually just said that. Live on. Right. I just edit, got edit, sick. Edit, edit, <laughs> Scratch, scrub, <laughs> scrub. So I said I, I said that I didn't, I wouldn't predict the Yankees to win anything. They're going to take fourth in their division, but they're also going to win the World Series. No. <laughs> no. The sixth no, wild card. Honestly, in the AL, it's so fucking hard for me right now because I don't think that there's a clear-cut team that jumps out at me. So I'm going to go with one of these weird teams, and I'll say the Devil Rays. The Devil Rays to Everybody play the Dodgers. Everybody wants to pick Toronto, and I can't get behind the Toronto thing, even though I think they're clearly the best team in the AL right now. I just think they don't have the experience, and because they're the sexy pick, I'm not going to do it. Okay, fine. I have so no idea. In other words, I have no idea about the American <laughs> League and who's going to do anything because I don't have a word notes. of the day, by the way, which is coming in the comments. Scoop, I see you there. Ken Palman, bugaboo is the word of the day. So anyway, it has been an interesting, interesting hour or so. Um, I will give Tosis props, though. Oh, you're going to give it? Yeah, right. I'm going to give out Tosis props, oh, okay, bro. Okay, sorry. So, look, I was about to end the show, but anyway. So toast, look at all that yeah. money. <laughs> Look at toast, that. Toast, toast cool. It's raining. Toast came on the show last week, and we had a your color, shocker. Man. We had a technical difficulty. No, Toast <laughs> is out in Alaska, and his Wi-Fi crapped out on him. So he did He did give us a bunch of uh, props that he wanted us to talk about last week, or he was going to give out, and it got cut off. So I'm going to give him out before the season starts. Do it. So real quick, this is some home run props, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you one split second to get a pen and paper and write all this shit down. And go. Ready, go. So, Bobby Witt. Dave, you I know you're a Bobby Witt guy. I know you're Bobby a Bobby Witt, Witt guy. my guy. Under, Big guy. Under 20 and a half home runs. I feel like this is a nice play because 
we haven't seen Bobby Witt in major leagues yet. He could crush this number, but he could also struggle a little bit in it's one send down away, line. and this is a guarantee. Um, I feel like just underlying theme, Toast likes to bet the unders on props. On first half, too, apparently. A lot of over here. Um, as I say that, I get an over for Carlos Correa <laughs> at 25 and a half home runs. I guess the Minnesota lineup is going to uh, play well for him because that park, everyone hits bombs there. Uh, Minnesota. Carlos Correa going over there. Probably fitting nicely into the third spot in the line. You're going to opt out after one year and be a Yankee next year. Um, but and then whatever. my boy, Luis Robert, over 28 and a half home runs. So if this di- if this dude stays healthy enough to hit 30 Over home 28, runs this year, so he's going to hit 30. If this dude stays healthy enough to hit 30, 30 home runs this year, then there's a very, very strong chance that my whole MVP prediction comes through because he's got the average, he's got the speed. You couple 30 home runs with 30 stolen bases and a 300 average. You think average? this guy's going to hit 320? I mean... It's a very rare thing nowadays. I don't it's know very, what it is. Very, very good hitter, Dave. Very I believe it. I, listen, I'm not. So then another one that I'm not really in agreement with, but Toast is that guy. So you got to go with the Toasty on this one. Marcus Simeon under 32 and a half bombs. He did hit 45 last year. He was in a better lineup with Toronto, but now he's on my team, Texas, that I just predicted to win it all in the <laughs> AL West, team. right? The Gooch's Rangers over so here. The, the Rangers, I think they're improved. I think they're one of those under-the-radar teams. They made a, a bunch of moves. They uh, gave us... Uh, Isaiah kind of Falefa. Falafa. They, they ended up taking on some good talent in those trades as well. Um, yeah, Marcus Simeon is that dude. So I'm not going to go under on Marcus Simeon, but yeah. All right, so we got Soto and Acuna in a little prop bet up against each other, which I'm not sure where the fuck's toast is getting these bets because I didn't see it on any of my uh, websites. He's got a guy. But you could go head up. And Juan Soto is going to hit more home runs than Acuna. I feel like that's almost guaranteed with the fact that Acuna is going to miss a month. All right, RBI props. Jared Walsh under 104.5 RBI. Yes, I agree with that. Adam Duvall under 110. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Eugenio Suarez under 98.5 RBI. This dude batted like 210 last year, and he's on pace to bat 185 this year, and he hasn't even played yet. So, yeah, the trajectory for Eugenio Suarez has been falling off a cliff for three straight years and unless he refines something i just don't anticipate a hundred ribby out of that guy so juan soto coupled with the over home runs or over over acuna he also doesn't think he's going to have many guys on base when he hits them because he's going 118 under 118 rbi for the season and also for all you met fans out there that think pete alonzo is actually good he is pretty <laughs> good but he's not going to have 112 rbi so slap the under on the rbi for alonzo Hits. Kyle Tucker over 157. I like that bet a lot. I feel like Kyle Tucker is another dark horse for AL MVP. Ty France over 161 and a half. Here's a guy that nobody knew about because nobody watched baseball for two years. And when I say nobody, I'm talking about me. Ty France is now a firm. He's firmly entrenched as a solid hitter in the American League. 161 on the over. I like that a lot. And then our boy that I just talked about, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, for whatever reason, Vegas has given him a lot of love. Over, under 167 and a half hits. Um, I feel like you have to take the under on that, and so does Toast, just because I'm looking at these other guys with the names, and they're way higher on the totals. Um, Alex Manoa, over 10 and a half wins, pitching at plus 100 money. Um, We got Charlie Morton, under 12 and a half wins, and Dylan Cease, over 11 and a half wins. Side note: Dylan Cease will win. Will lead the AL in strikeouts. That's my prediction, and that's all. So we that got. saves Gallo. Thank God. No, I mean like he's a pitcher. Oh, so he's wow. going to strike out a lot of guys. Okay, sorry, I was thinking of the wrong guy. Anyway, so 
That's our show today. It's been an interesting one, to say the least. But I do want to give a shout-out to Kyle uh, Luigs, I want to say his name is. He is a pitcher for the Savannah Bananas. He'll be joining us this week. I'm going to talk to him right after this show. Uh, you got to learn about it. If you don't know anything about the Savannah Bananas, go check them out. They're one of the funniest. It's like a Globetrotters all of a sudden. You know, It's like a very cool uh, modern day. Like shower. Just, they're having, yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, they're having a good time over there in uh, Georgia. So... With that being said, for Sturch and Gooch and Rob for coming on in to uh, fill in for Dina, who left here scared, panicked, and <laughs> didn't know what was going on. It's been a show. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. We got so much more to talk about. And tomorrow, there will be no technical difficulties. Saying it right now. Done. Done and done. See you guys later.